When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to Books and Stuff. I'm Zach. And I'm Danielle. And this is technically episode one of our podcast. We did upload like an introduction episode where we talked about our favorite genres. And this is technically like episode one. So welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Uh, So this is going to be... Uh, norm, what we're going to do is whenever we start an episode, we're going to talk about the books that we are currently reading and just kind of like briefly, you know, just say something about them. And uh, the- and then dive into what the actual episode is about. So I'm currently reading The One by John Mars, which is a thriller book. It kind of has like a sci-fi element, which is kind of John Mars thing. You read a John Mars book. Yes. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. But you read The Passengers. <laughs> yes, The Passengers. And that was actually a pretty solid book. Yeah, I think you gave it like a four and a half stars or something. Yeah, it was something like that. We I did a reading blog with it, I think. And I actually, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I have like a hundred pages left or so. And so far, it's very good. And Netflix just put up a adaptation of the book. So I think we're both going to watch that once I actually finish the book. Yeah, I know he's got a new one coming out this year, or one that was already released, or one that's coming out soon. Uh, Yeah, I think it came out in February. It's called The Minders. I haven't read that yet, but I've heard good things about it, but I heard that you need to read his other books before you read The Minders, because he kind of spoils some of his past books in that one. So, heads up. Yeah, so I can't read The Minders yet. I gotta read the one first. Yeah, and what are you currently reading? So I am currently reading Ghost Story by Peter Straub. So I am obviously a huge Stephen King fan, and I would say the other three, the other two like bigger names you kind of hear with like the type of genre with Stephen King is typically either Dean Koontz, Peter Straub, but those are like the two that I think of when I, you know, kind of think of the genre that King does. Obviously, there's probably a couple others that I'm missing, but I'd say Koontz and Straub are probably the big the big two. Uh, when you look up Straub and like their horror books and stuff like that, Ghost Story comes up as like one of the top choices. And so I think it's like highly rated. Uh, so far, I'm I'm only like a hundred something pages into it. And so far, it's been pretty good. Uh, obviously, I have got plenty more to read. But so far, I'm enjoying it. And a lot of people have said that it is kind of like a creepy and eerie kind of book. Didn't he collaborate with King on a book? He did. He has written two books with King, The Talisman and Black House. Have you read either of them yet? I have not read either of those yet. I need to, though. Um, But the rumor I heard is it's supposed to be part of a trilogy, so a third book should be on the way. But who knows if that's still going on, you know? Nice. So that's what we're currently reading. Also, if you go to our Instagrams, you'll definitely see that more up to date and our Goodreads. We always post reviews and our ratings, but Yeah, that's what we're currently reading now, and then I guess we can hop into today's episode, which is 
how would we craft our perfect book? So down to the genre, the page length, the storyline, um, you know, the tropes that we'd like in it, all of the all of the above. And I thought that, that would be a fun kickoff episode because then you'll really see exactly like what we like in a book. Uh, so I had kind of, I kind of thought about this cause we had, we mentioned that we were going to do something like this. And the thought that just occurred to me was, uh, are we able to like pull characters from like other types of books and put them in our book? Like, could I take like a Jack Torrance and like put them in my book or does this have to be completely fresh characters that nobody's ever heard of? No, you can, you can definitely do that or like, yeah, we'll get into it. So I guess I'll start first, and my perfect book would definitely be a thriller. Thrillers are by far my favorite genre of book, but it's also the genre that I probably like the least amount of books in two because I definitely have some... I've read the most thrillers. It's my most read genre, and so obviously I'm going to have the most that I didn't like, but also... There's so many different like tropes that I don't like or different like twists that don't really work for me. And so there's definitely a few books off the top of my head that I can think of that were thrillers that really, really worked for me. And I guess I'll give those examples. The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. We both really liked that book a lot. And for, for that one, I kind of liked the smart house element to it. And I liked that it was like a nanny because I used to nanny and so it was kind of like fun to read a story around that topic and then another one that we really liked was The New Husband by DJ Palmer that is honestly that book really really worked for me and not a lot of people talk about that book so I guess that's one of like my hidden gem thrillers but my perfect book would definitely be in the genre of thriller what would yours be well those of you who know me, I would have to go with some sort of horror book. Um, it, I mean, it doesn't really even matter, like, the subgenre of horror, just anything scary. You know, Haunted House vibes, Supernatural. Yeah, those are your go-tos. Yeah, anything like that is pretty much going to solidify a solid book for me. And what were some Haunted House books that really worked for you? Uh... Like Amityville is that haunted yeah, house? Yeah, Amityville is is like a horror house kind of move kind of movie is kind of like a horror house kind of book haunted house. Um, that's one that comes to head. Haunting a Hill House did not work for me at all, and I honestly don't even know why. It just didn't click. That'll be a future episode. Is like hyped books that really just like missed the mark for us. But yeah, so definitely a haunted house book for you. Mine would be like a domestic thriller. Those are like where I thrive. And I feel like for me, thrillers don't need to be long books. If you write a good thriller, you should be able to get a story and like get to the twists and the punchline within like 300 to 350 pages. Anything longer than that, I'm like, there's clearly going to be some downtime in this thriller. And I don't, I don't need that in my thriller. So for me, that would probably be the length that I would love is 300 to 350. But you kind of like a longer horror book. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've read it and that's over a thousand pages. Obviously, my ideal book should not be over a thousand pages because if I want to read it over and over again, I do not want to sit and read a book that's over a thousand pages. So 
overall, I'd probably say it'd be half it'd be half to be around five hundred pages or so. Um, I think once you kind of hit like the six hundred, you're kind of pushing it. So I'd say probably between high four hundreds to anywhere in the five hundreds would pretty much click for me. What were the lengths of like The Shining and Pet Cemetery? Was it around that? Pet Cemetery, I would say, is probably around two high two hundred to three hundred. I'd say The Shining was kind of around 400 pages, maybe 300. Because Pet Cemetery is a little bit thinner than The Shining is. Uh, Salem's Lot, I think, is about the same size as The Shining. And that was another good book with vampires and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Um, I know some of the Dark Tower books were pretty long. Like Wastelands, I think, was probably around four or 500 pages. Wizarding Glass was probably around 700 pages, so... I have read meteor books and I can get through them. So, so like the 500 page mark? I'd probably say around the 500, four, four to 500 page mark is probably my key to success. Yeah. And I think for we both might agree on this. We really, I don't love books that go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like each chapter, it's one timeline to the next because I end up getting confused most of the time. There are some that that type of, uh, timeline, I guess, really worked for me, but the majority of the time, it doesn't. And that doesn't mean I don't want like a past storyline at all, because I guess going back to crafting my book now, I love a, I would love like a podcast style book. I love, I love reading about podcasts. I am a huge podcast listener. True Crime podcasts are like my go to, and I would love that element in a book where like, a husband and wife have to solve or are like solving a crime that they may be heard on a podcast, but it's one that are like, they're kind of doing it like behind the scenes. Like no one really knows that they're actually solving this. And that would probably be like the storyline that I would want to go to. And I, I maybe would want like a past storyline to, you know, the crime that they are trying to solve. But I don't want it to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because that just, like, gets so confusing. Yeah, between, like, chapters and stuff, you know, sometimes they'll just say, like, now, then, now, then. Like, they won't, like, actually say, like, you know, a year. Sometimes they do. And that's a little bit more easier to follow, in my opinion. I would agree and say that the then and now thing doesn't work. Um, I know for one of the books I just recently read... Uh, the lost village it, it just it didn't work for me because of the now then now then stuff uh, obviously like flashbacks and stuff like that i'm fine with but right. every other chapter i feel like that's it, it you're kind of telling two different stories then in one book and if you can't you know if you already have a plethora of characters in one story then like you know don't have too many in the other one because then you're kind of like, okay, well, if this guy is gone in this time period, what's going on with the other guy in this time period? Or something like that, where you kind of start getting confused with the characters. And that really turns your, me, it turns me off, to be honest, when it comes to reading a book. There are some times where it has worked for us. I honestly, like, I'm struggling to think of a book off the top of my head. And uh, the Sundown Motel. Um, oh, okay. That one they actually do like a now then format. Um, but I think they, I was, I read that book a while ago, 
but I think it was, they do it by year. They say a date and the year as opposed to then, now, then, now. Well, another, uh, there's another way that people write it where um, if they have like a huge cast of characters, I'm thinking like the guest list. That one worked for me because each person had their own story. That was maybe too many people for me. But like if it's like two or three people and each person gets like a chapter, that's a little bit easier than like, you know, like the years and like dates. I'm not good at remembering dates and like what what happened at that time and then this time. But yeah, the guest list did something similar to that. And like, you know, that would work for me in my perfect book. <laughs> I mean, obviously in the book It, it's told in two different time periods. But the first like half of the book is pretty much them as kids. And then it kind of transitions to them as adults yeah. coming back to Dairy Maine to battle Pennywise and It. And it kind of tells the story of, you know, their return, how they can still see, you know, it. And I thought that, I mean, that, that worked for me. It's my favorite book of all time. So obviously I've got nothing against doing like period jumps and time jumps, but you just got to be able to make it work. You know, unfortunately the book I just read, there's too many different characters in both time periods that I was trying to keep track of. And it was only told, I think in one perspective for both of them. So you got one person talking about four people and then the other person's talking about like five or six and kind of gets lost track, but it worked because it's the same kids just in different time periods. Yeah. So for my characters, I would, like I said, I would want like a husband and wife duo trying to solve this, you know, true crime or this crime in general. What would be, so you're saying you want Jack Torrance style character? Well, or you I'll, literally want Jack in your book. <laughs> I mean, I'll mention this at the very end because there is like an ideal book that I want, but obviously I can't form it. But uh, for the book that I'm talking about specifically, I would say I'd want some kind of like writer um, who's got some alcohol issues or, you know, issues like that. Those tend to be, you know, like a good topic for me for some reason no because those characters will then like spiral yeah either into madness or like they'll redeem themselves like they can go two directions and both of them are pretty iconic to me it's either they turn evil and do a bunch of bad stuff like jack torrance um up until he kind of and then he redeems himself in dr sleep so i mean it kind of you know he kind of had both going on that's like the ideal situation, you know, he either overcomes his demons and becomes a hero or he just succumbs to him and like turns into this bad person. But I would at least want some form of like, you know, some villain. form of like a Jack Torrance, like a villain. But like, is he good? He could be, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm currently trying to write a book myself and... I don't know. I've got too much writing going on. I've got a list of short stories I'm trying to write where it's the same type of thing and then an actual novel novel with the same type of issues too. So yeah, we'll do an episode all about, you know, like the writing journey, but yeah, you, I would at least want something like that. Um, I don't want to say like the house is haunted cause like a murder or, you know, maybe it's just a, just a ghost house or something like that. Um, and he just wants to, you know, 
I mean, the ideal thing I want is also kind of like a cabin vibe where they're kind of like secluded from people. Maybe they interact with like two people from like the town or something. and Like in the woods? Yeah, like something in the woods, just out, you know. Which that book didn't work for you that well either, did it? The cabin in the woods or wasn't that like a Paul Tremblay book you read or something? Oh, the house, at the cabin at the end of the world. Or the house oh, at the end of the cabin. Is it not woods? <laughs> no, the cabin at the end of the world. <laughs> Never mind. Or the house at the end of the world. It was, it was one of those two. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, I, I mean, it was okay. The reason why it got such a small rating for me was because of a death that happened. And that really irritated me. But, besides that. Yeah, if you want Zach to really not like your book. If you have a animal in your storyline. And you kill off the animal like (laughs) that's like a no-go for him (laughs) it's like it doesn't work it happened in oh well it could we can't say what characters because that's spoilers spoiler free right but it's been like a handful like at least five books where an animal has been killed off that he you know really liked and then he was like i hate this book I mean, one that I will mention because it's not like a main plot point is the turtle from the troop. Like the boys literally just walk into a like... By Nick Cutter. Yes, by Nick Cutter. Um, The two like surviving boys just walk into a lake, pick up a turtle, and they like literally just stab it to death and like gut it out of its shell. And then they don't even eat the dang thing. They basically just murdered a turtle and like just didn't do anything with it. They like ended up throwing it back in the water. Like unnecessary animal abuse yeah like that just irritated the heck out of me i'm like i even like paused the book and looked at daniel i'm like that was gruesome and like very unnecessary like yeah like i get it they're doing it for food but then they got too grossed out to even eat the damn thing so then they just throw it back in the water well you just killed it so it's not like it's gonna get up and swim away it's dead so that's one that really irritated me i mean there's a few others but obviously they're plot points so i can't spoil them yeah but that really bothered the hell out of me right especially if it's a dog because we have a dog and it's like don't kill off the dog well yeah i mean the exception is cujo like if it's like a murderous rampaging dog then like yeah you know unfortunately you're gonna have to do something with the dog i mean obviously i wish like it had gotten cured like they captured it and cured it or whatever but you have to get rid of it you have to get rid of it but if it's an unnecessary death then it's upsetting. Well, right. So then back to crafting our perfect story. Now that we talked about what we didn't like in a book, I will say, I mean, we pretty much said kind of what we want for the premise and the characters and everything. And then for me, obviously just a twist that is original for me, the twist that like, Oh, someone's like mentally ill. It's been done so many times, and I really hate that. That's such an easy way out to just be like, oh, that character was mentally ill. That's the twist of the book. Like, that ain't going to fly with me, you know? Or like, then they woke up. Oh, yeah. That's a bad one, too. It's like, come on. I will say, though, the one, like, tease I heard about, like, how... I I don't know if this is actually true or not, so I could be mistaken, but I don't know if this is, like, a fan, like, what they wanted to see happen, but, like... Apparently, the end of, like, Harry Potter, I guess, was supposed to be, like, and then he woke up under the staircase. And it was, like, everything that happened at Hogwarts was just was just a dream. And, like, 
I thought that would have been funny just because Harry Potter is like a series that I really am not like that intrigued with reading. That'll be a whole nother episode too. Yeah, that, that'll be a whole nother episode. But just something I wanted to mention because we're talking about like, you know, twists at the end. And I thought that was something that I had heard that Harry Potter was supposed to end with him waking up under the staircase and still being like where he's at and everything at Hogwarts was just a dream. Weird tangent to go on right now. But Zach and I both loved the show Pretty Little Liars. And like like one of the like theories was that like it was that was all going to be a dream. And we would have been pissed if that was like the case. I don't know why we loved the show so much, but like we literally loved it so much. I don't know if that's embarrassing for you to admit. I don't think it is. It's like spooky. Pretty Little Liars (laughs) was, you know, it was... I, I you liked know. Ezra. It, it was, <laughs> it was all right. It had good moments. I did enjoy it. The you know the three main like guys, the love interests of a couple of the girls were entertaining to watch, and like whenever they'd like go out and try and do something together, like the three of them, so it was just kind of like. Yeah, well, you had more yeah. fun watching that than like The Bachelor with me. <laughs> yeah, The Bachelor and Bachelor. I, I don't like, watch not, those anymore though. But yeah, those were not my vibe. Um, I was totally fine pretty little liars i did only start watching like more than halfway through the entire series and so like you know it's whatever i didn't see like season one two three i think i got into it like at the end of four and i was like this actually looks pretty entertaining they had a decent twist at the end too there's a lot of twists in that show like who is a and there's like four different a's and then the big big a at the end was like oh okay well, right. So transition back to finish off my story. Just an original twist. Like, again, not the mental illness, not the dream, just something original. And I guess that'd probably be the same for your horror book, right? Um, I don't know. I have issues with, like, open-end endings. Yeah. And, like, I'm thinking of ending things. That was a book that I didn't enjoy that you really enjoyed. Yeah. It kind of leaves the ending unanswered where there's no like solid answer i want a definitive ending to a book an example for that would be like the movie prisoners by the way if you haven't seen that that movie is amazing but the ending of that movie we just watched this recently so that's the one that comes to the top of my head you technically don't like it kind of leaves it like you don't really know what happens next and obviously that was a movie from what like 10 years ago or something it's been a while now i feel like it's 2013 but i feel like i could also be way way off and it could be like 2009 but like an ending like that you know yeah where it kind of leaves it open at it like i mean at the same time like i say i have these issues like with like books and stuff but at the end of the day like i i would put it in a book and you, like like may, from a writer standpoint yeah, I would from write a writer it. standpoint you know maybe like a dog being killed is like what pushes the the main character to want to do something or like you know pushes them to want to save the day or something like that um or having an open ending and may lead to a sequel you know but sometimes it doesn't lead to a sequel and like a to be continued yeah like a yeah like we'll see you in the next book Yeah, we'd be fine with it if we knew that another one was coming. But if you're not aware of a second one coming, you're just kind of like, what the hell is that? What did I just waste my time reading? 
So another one that's kind of open-ended is the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that just came out <laughs> where that was supposed to lead into a whole universe called the Snyderverse and that got bombed and canceled and not going to get too much into that because this is very recent for him. He's a little butthurt about it. Yeah. Four hour movie and it's pretty amazing. Um, but that's I, how we would probably craft our perfect book, right? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. So I, I guess mean, you need to get to writing my perfect book and maybe I should get to writing your perfect book. I'll just write all of it. Now that, okay. Now <laughs> that you have the secrets to success, uh, you know, just get to writing. I, I basically gave you the outline. Here you go. Yeah. I just got to finish <laughs> my other ones first. <laughs> you have started, though. You got 50 pages into one of your stories. Yeah, I'm kind of editing it and kind of adding to it to make it a little bit longer. Because it was originally just supposed to be the first chapter of a bigger book. And then somebody told me that, hey, this would work as a short story. And I'm like, okay, well, shit. Now I'm just going to have to write a short story. And so now I've been kind of like adding little details because my editor, my grandparents, <laughs> pretty much wrote in there also, you know, saying, well, where did he get this from? Like, why, where, you know, is there a story on this? And I'm like, no, there isn't, but there could be. Yeah. And so I've been kind of adding stuff to it and I ended up deciding to make it like a short story collection with that and three other books. And so I'm currently working on that. Um, but what I had mentioned earlier about the Jack Torrance thing is my ideal book that I want is like a King collection with like all the characters like meeting each other at some point. Oh yeah, that's like, your dream. Like, like a King, you want Stephen King to go out with a bang and like just make like what? make every single one of his novels intertwine and you know that's like over 70 books so that's a hard task yeah that's i mean unless he's secretly been working on that stephen king are you secretly working on that um oh yeah he's a listener for sure um yeah totally is um zach's books check out my channel um but <laughs> but also i it that was like the original thing i wanted to write but obviously copyright can't do anything like that but the original thing i wanted to see was like all the surviving like heroes like from the losers club christine you know carrie salem's lot all of them get brought back to the overlook hotel for some reason like they all get an invitation for something they all go there and the one person who like like gets his mind blocked out and just goes there is danny torrance and like all this stuff happens, like the whole the hotel brings all the characters back to life to torment them. And the big twist ending was supposed to be like the only survivors like right off on a on a 58 Plymouth Fury. And then you're like, oh, crap, that's Christine. It's not over yet. And it's supposed to be this giant like book bigger than the stand. But obviously if that doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. But, you know, a Stephen King fan can dream, you know, but it's, it's whatever. Maybe one day it'll happen. Wink, wink, Stephen so King. So that's actually your perfect book? <laughs> that's my perfect book. It's just the giant collaboration of Stephen King survivors in one book. And, like, the hotel brings back all of them. Like, Pennywise deals with Jack Torrance, and, like, they talk to each other and team up. Like, I don't know. This thought it'd be something interesting, but... Well, nice. That was dream, fun to think about. Dreamers can dream. Yeah. That was fun to think about. Did you have a good time? Yeah, this was fun. Um, obviously I'm trying, I'm already kind of like writing my story now, so 
just got to, once I finish mine, I got to figure out how to write a thriller book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. There's how we would craft our perfect story, what we like in our books and what we don't like in our books. Yeah. So let us know, you know, what, how would you craft your perfect book? What are the things you like in a story? The things you don't like in a story? Let us know on Instagram at books and stuff podcast. And uh, also don't forget to uh, check out the YouTube channel, Zach's Books. We, there you go. You know, we talk about a lot of, well, not a lot of stuff. We talk about books and stuff there. But this is where we talk about books and stuff. Well, everything should be linked on this episode page and on Instagram. We have all the links on there, too. So we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. And thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed and have a good week. Bye. Later. <laughs>